0: Back up, please.
1: Hello and welcome to IndyCast episode number 203.
0: I'm your host, Aditya. And along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone. Uh, And guess what? We are recording this on a very historic day. Only about half an hour back since we started this podcast, uh, Saina Nehwal became world number one in badminton.
1: That's a big deal, huh?
0: That is a big deal. So she is currently participating in the India Open Super Series and she's reached the semifinals. But the world number one, Spain's Carolina Marlin, she lost and which made Saina Nehwal number one. Only on Thursday will the official rankings be out, but that's what it will be when they officially announce it on Thursday. And given that
1: she's the first Indian woman to become number one, is it's fantastic to know.
0: Prakash Padukone was world number one back in his days for a brief period. But this is the first time an Indian, in the in, in women's circuit, an Indian has made it up on top. But you have to bear in mind, she herself said that, look, Lee Zirui that's her name. She's the world number one who's injured. So she said that, look, let's not talk about ranking. It's about being consistent. And the world number one is injured. So you can't ignore that fact that she's the best player in the world is how she modestly, you know, said, okay, let's, let's get going. Ah,
1: she's keeping it in perspective.
0: But yeah, big news, big news. Big news. At the same time, India finally crashed out of the Cricket World Cup at the semi finals stage. You said finally, so you were, it was a matter of time. So were
1: we seriously thinking that India was going to win the World Cup in Australia?
0: I had kept my fingers crossed. Really? I tell you, after after seven, seven. seven matches, seven, so you know, all those bowling the oppositions out all seven times. But yeah, Australia did play brilliantly. You had Johnson. Did you see the match though? I watched a little bit, not completely. They were on song to make 370 odd, but somehow we got them back to 330. Their batting lineup is quite deep. <laughs> amazing. It just goes, goes on. So you have Finch, Warner, Clark, Smith, Haddon. Maxwell, Johnson, Stark also bats yeah. And I'm sure I've missed out on somebody down in there 332 hard to chase But anyway But we folded quite weakly in the end though. Beating Australia and Australia is not that easy You know we keep ridiculing the stats right We've been doing that for the last 3 episodes So look at these alright 12 is to 1 is what the record is at the SCG Where Australians have won 12 times And we've won just once They've never lost in the 6 semi-finals That they've played Virat Kohli is our best batsman's average Against Australia in Australia is guess how much just give a number Twenty-three. Eighteen 18.8 okay. and Maxwell's batting average against the current Indian bowling lineup is 75 <laughs> Stark Mitchell Stark his bowling strike rate that is he takes 15.6 balls to take one wicket today as an after that game he's taken 20 wickets in this World Cup at an average of 10.2 meaning he's conceded 10 runs for each of his wickets can you beat that so we were up against a pretty decent team Did you read about Matthew Hayden ridiculing the New Zealand team for having played all their matches on very small grounds in New Zealand? So this is what he said. He said, let's be honest, the size of Eden Park in Auckland is ridiculous. It shouldn't be even a cricket ground. (laughs) And then on Twitter... You have people writing stuff with the hashtag MCG so big that is Melbourne Cricket Ground where the final will be played. MCG so big. I walked out to inspect the pitch yesterday and I still haven't gotten there. <laughs> Day two of the quest to inspect pitch, beginning to lose hope. Cannot even see the stumps. And this is a parody account of one of the players of New Zealand, Kane Williamson. Streakers need a drinks break. At halfway, <laughs> And they had to conduct remedial earthworks to take the earth's natural curve out of the pitch because it's so big. <laughs> MCG is so big. It'll be fun to watch this team win, man. New Zealand winning against Australia. But we, and we are recording this on the eve of the Cup. So by the time this is out, you would know who the winner is.
1: I still blame Anushka Sharma for India's loss.
0: <laughs> Please don't get there. Please, you are getting all these news from reading the Times of India. I think you should stop doing that all the way there in Canada. In fact, Times of India ran three stories on on, on this whole episode. of.
1: And there was a Twitter hashtag that was trending called Shame at Sydney or something like that.
0: Well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but don't, Which don't was bring...
1: Apparently, and the thing was that Arnab Goswami, of course, said something with the hashtag Shamed at uh, Sydney. Uh, the hashtag was trending because everyone else was pouncing on to Arnab saying that, what are you talking about? We have just won seven matches on the trot yeah. and lost to the best team in the world.
0: And, and, and Arnab Goswami, there is yes. My TRVs <laughs> are Yes, I'm, exactly. I'm, I've done my gig, gig, gig.
1: My bonus is in. Okay, so let's see, let's see what happens there. Uh, as Abhishek said, we will have a new cricket world champion by the time this thing gets out. So you are going with New Zealand.
0: Ah, my heart goes with New Zealand. Did you see Brendan McCallum? In the match against South Africa, the guy had four slips. Gully. So when the bowler was running into bowl on the frame, you could you could count ten players yeah. in the circle. Yeah, he's, he's something else altogether. Let's hope let's hope they pull something off. But it's hard to beat them on Melbourne, man. They've, Australia have won all of their uh, six matches at the MCG in the last couple of years.
1: Well, let's see. So they are also due for the law of averages to kick in there. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. And let's move on to the next topic that we have. In which it's a heartening news. So there is this award known as the Nobel Prize for Water, which is basically a prize that is given by this institution based out of Stockholm. And that's why apparently it's known as the Nobel Prize for Water.
0: Yeah, the Stockholm International Water Institute.
1: There you go. So it awarded the Stockholm Water Prize to Rajendra Singh, who is also known as the waterman of India.
0: So he's the man who's been credited to bring water to up to a thousand villages up north where drought is the order of the day. And he's used some conventional techniques uh, uh, to do that. But the scale of his work is enormous. And that's what took the judges to pick him this year for for the prize.
1: And this is not something that he started a couple of years ago and now he's getting this prize. He's been doing this for decades. Uh, So one of the earliest places that he got started was Alwar district in Rajasthan, and this area was considered to be as a dark zone. Dark zone is where there is little or no groundwater left. How does that groundwater get depleted is areas where there is very low uh, rainfall and also where farming has been done uh, significantly. So all the water has been drained out of the ground. That's how dark zones are created. So he reaches this place and he starts building something called as Johads, J-O-H-A-D, right? Johad. It is basically a type of rainwater storage tank, which could be built from, I think, from mud, dirt, or even stones. Jodh is nothing but a place where the rainwater gets trapped and is stored. And most of it starts seeping into the ground. And over a period of, say, 10, 15 years, it starts replenishing the groundwater. And that's how suddenly there is vegetation all over. There are animals that come back. And farming is also possible. So this is rehabilitating completely dead places, right?
0: And this is exactly what the prize Committee said. To quote them, he has literally brought villages back to life. We need to take Mr. Singh's lessons and actions to heart if we are to achieve sustainable water use in our lifetime. In 2008, the Guardian had named him as one among the 50 people who could save the planet. Wow. So like you said, he, it, it isn't an overnight or a two-year, it's a he's been doing this for a long time since 1975 through his ngo called tarun bharat sangh it's based out of a village which is very close to the thar desert which we learned in school one of the driest Best places in the, deserts world. In, in the world yeah so and there are more than 4500 johads in alwar and uh, most of it is his work or his team's work
1: yeah the other way that he has been doing this is by building check dams check dams are again structures that are built across the stream of the river and Typically, the height of the check dam is a little bit lower than the maximum height of the f- water level in the river.
0: Right. So it allows the water to go over the. the Correct. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And when the water flow is not as much,
1: is not at its peak. And so it acts like a barricade. And hence the water flow stops and it starts accumulating, which leads to the water basically percolating into the ground. And that again leads to increase in groundwater levels. There was this point where it says that it, he has led to empty villages being rehabilitated. And I was like, you know, how does that happen? Farming was the main business in these villages. Groundwater went down, farming stopped, people moved out of the villages and into the towns. And hence these villages were dead. Now that the water supply and farming is possible, these people are moving back. And that is what they mean when they say he's bringing the villages back to life.
0: And, and the man trained as a, as a medic. When he started his work, he realized that more than being a doctor, he realized they didn't have water. So let's get. So he started at the basics.
1: Yeah. And there were a few very interesting facts on the in the BBC article, at least. Earth apparently contains a billion trillion liters of water.
0: Ah, where is all of it? (laughs) Approximately.
1: But very little is safe to drink. Ninety seven percent is all salt water. Nearly two million people die from a lack of safe drinking water every year. So big deal again. What he's doing and um, in just 15 years of time from now, half of the world's population would be living in areas where there is a high water stress, basically meaning that where there isn't enough water to go around. So half wow. of the people are going to be short of safe drinking water.
0: There is this place, one of those places is in uh, Peru, uh, Lima or Lima. Lima, this place, that's, a capital. Lima. Yeah. that's a capital, right? So. Yeah. I'm bad with capitals. <laughs> so, yes, Lima. I should have known that, man. There are some 7.6 million people there. You, you, did you read long back there was this ad agency which came up with a billboard that produces portable drinking water out of thin air, meaning moisture. So, there's a big billboard with an ad in it. And that thing is powered by electricity. There are five devices uh, which does uh, what is called the filtration system. And the moisture in the air is converted into water and uh, it it goes along the side of the billboard and reaches a bottom and you could drink it from a faucet. Some hundred liters a day is what that billboard produced in in peak summer, where in that place, the humidity goes up to 83 percent and sometimes 100 percent. In the daytime, and even that place is situated in next to one of the driest places in the world. And in the capital, there are some million people who do not have any access to water. So there are some interesting water conservative conservation techniques around the world. There was one more Sarvajal, called a, a water ATM, that oh, we yeah. talked about long back uh, in 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 India. Yeah,
1: that was a business model around dispensing clean water, so cheap drinking water. You know, the stories like this that actually make one makes But think about the impact that you are having on the larger community. And then whatever you are doing and whatever you are studying in MBA just seems very sudden. Ah, well, so from that topic where we spoke about the waterman of India, let's move on to the cheaters of India. It was actually not the story that went viral, but the pictures that went viral about the cheating that is happening during exam in schools all over Bihar. And about 300 people uh, have been arrested after the pictures went viral. And many of those people were parents and at least 750 students have been expelled. So this image, it's an image that shows the outside of a school building with parapets and people standing on the parapets as high as the third floor (laughs) in the windows. And the idea is just to pass notes or crumpled paper or chits into the examination hall to their to their wards and just help
0: facilitate Cheating. And the picture has all the parapets are occupied with at least two people on it. Oh, yes. They calculated that it requires at least three to four people to help one
1: person. And that is what the government, the Bihar government has come out and said is that, dude, that, you know, we can't stop this scale of cheating. If the parents are also involved in the cheating, that means that there are there are about one to two million people attempting the exam. So that means there are like six to seven.
0: Somebody outside is making a lot of money by selling vada pows to those <laughs> people. And that, like, yeah. that and plus I'm pretty sure there are,
1: you know, syndicates now that control entire schools and the cheating that happened.
0: Did you use, go back to your days in school and college. How much of, did you cheat? So Meaning I didn't cheat me. How, how, how did you cheat? Wrong question. How did you cheat? I didn't. What was, what was your preferred method technique? I did not cheat. I didn't, I Ooh. never took. I Okay. Let me
1: rephrase that. <laughs> Yeah I'm trying to... I've just signed Such a... Such a nice boy.
0: Such a nice boy. Teacher's
1: no, no. pet. No. First bench. I never... Go took, ahead. I never took a chit with me. I never wrote down anything on my palm or my inside thigh or stuff <laughs> like that. But have I asked for
0: assistance <laughs> <laughs> on match the columns? Yes, I have. But through hand gestures. Question number one, option three. Exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. That requires skill. That can't be categorized as copy. I've
0: never passed the supplement either. Uh, oh, that's dangerous. I've never done that either. I, I was part of one. You know, our TYB.com exam. I, it's, I think we all know about how I fared in one of the papers. So in the last <laughs> 10 minutes, I had to make a call. Dude, you got to just copy. Just look behind and just ask that girl who's a stranger who you don't know. I had that can you help moment because I didn't think it was worth to waste a year uh, for integrity. <laughs> I, this, wasn't, this wasn't worth it. I was never going to balance a tally sheet. What is that? A trial balance and balance sheet. Why do they tally? I didn't need to know that. I wasn't doing too well on that day. So I looked at her and said, hey, look, I'm going to lose this year. And she she didn't know what to do. By the time it was too late, the bell rang. I passed. That's another story. But that was, that was when I didn't pass any supplements or... Because our objective was to pass and I think we could pass without cheating. The girls who did that in your school wanted to be in the top five, I guess.
1: Ah, oh, well, it's funny though. Whenever you have some downtime, go take a look at these images. They are hilarious. And Nithish Kumar has basically come out and said, Hey, this is only a couple of schools. This is not the whole, this is not the story, whole story of his state. But yes, cheating does happen and it happens everywhere, he says. So I got interested in what are things up to in US and all those things. So apparently, recently... 34 U.S. Air Force officers were caught cheating and these officers are in charge of launching U.S. nuclear missiles and were caught cheating in their proficiency tests. Some staff members apparently were sent answers by text messages to (laughs) to others. And then in China, in Shanxi province, 2400 pharmacists were accused of cheating at a licensing exam. The scam basically involved using earpieces. So people, there were a few people who were fake exam takers. They came into the exam hall, got the question paper, left the examination hall, went outside, and started giving the answers to people wearing the earphones. This is like Ocean's Eleven sort of level cheating, right? (laughs) Well, let's move on to the next story that we have and this is a fascinating story. So apparently people have started selling breast milk or started trading breast milk and it has led to a big debate whether it's right or wrong. So why don't, why don't you give some more context, Abhishek?
0: There was a story that the New York Times ran saying that breast milk has now become an industrial commodity and uh, there are people making as much as $2,000 by trading in milk and the customers are those either orphans or those infants who are born prematurely or mothers who cannot provide their babies with adequate milk. It's become a huge industry because in the unorganized or the black sector, a single ounce of breast milk can cost up to six dollars. And the alternative is, you know, you have these powdered infant formula food, which is not exactly healthy or not 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 the tonic that a, a newborn deserves. Yeah, it doesn't
1: contain the fortifiers, as they call it, which is basically high levels of protein, fat. And minerals that are required by these premature babies. Now premature babies are babies that are weighing less than the article says 1250 grams. Or basically babies that can fit onto the palm of your hand. That's That's why it's highly prescribed to use breast milk basically.
0: Yeah, there are Facebook groups that are dedicated now to trade in breast milk. Only to make it easier for people to buy and sell or find a marketplace. So, Because I don't know if there is... An online breast milk trading platform. I haven't heard of it. So there is
1: there is this website. So I was also surprised, which is again, I mean, how little we know about things that are out there. There are these milk sharing websites called Eats on Feeds. Some sell their milk out there to other mothers. There are bodybuilders who believe that it builds muscle a lot better. So there are also male bodybuilders buying this milk. There is another website called Only the Breast, which also does the same thing. Um, Apparently, there is an industry or a a bunch of startups that have popped up to create proteins or to create products using the breast milk as a base. There is this company called Prolacta. And then now the founder of Prolacta has split from the company, has created another company called Medolac, which is creating different sorts of compounds based on breast milk.
0: Amazing. And how how have people reacted? There are two camps, obviously. So the debate is whether is twofold, right?
1: Whether women should be allowed to sell their breast milk.
0: Right. And not donate
1: rather. And and not donate. Correct. And whether it is even ethical. I mean, if you pay pay these women, the worry is that they might not give their own healthy children breast milk. They would rather sell it and give their infants powdered formula milk and uh, not breast milk which they would have otherwise so that these are the two sides that we have however what the companies are saying what are you guys talking about donating blood has been legal for a while donating plasma has been le- legal in a while even those are fluids right that can regenerate themselves
0: yeah but one of the warning signs that the food and drug administration in the U.S. they, they wrote that you don't know on facebook groups who is selling what it might not be pasteurized Uh, You're talking about an infant's life. It's still an unregulated new industry. We advise you against it. So they put out a note in November last year. Absolutely. But what if there is there are these professional companies and
1: the ones that I mentioned, you know, Prolacta Bioscience, which has received 47 million in investment from life science VCs. They are taking a very scientific approach to this, of course, for monetary reasons. So there are companies that either do pasteurization or there is this other process also that they were talking about. Is it better to have people trading breast milk over Facebook groups or through these professional companies where there could be some oversight from the regulators?
0: I think the best thing would be that you get this as you get branded dahi, stores dedicated to mothers and babies, where this is another commodity which is branded, regulated, just like any other product. That could be dangerous, right? I mean, Uh I would agree with you if you said that you needed, if you treat this
1: not as an over-the-counter, something that you buy in grocery stores, it has to be based on a prescription. Prescription, yeah. So let's see. Apparently, this is big business, man. So Prolacta, this company, again, it is sourcing this breast milk for quite cheap. It costs about $180 an ounce for them. Then they add further contents and the cost turns out to be dollar $180 an ounce. A prematurely born baby to fully recuperate would consume up to $10,000 worth of such wow. milk. Which is generally not paid by the parents, though. It is paid by the hospital or the insurers. But big business, big margins. Huge. These margins are like drug margins comparable to drug (laughs) margins. Anyway, so let's move on to the other topics that we have. And I'm going to find it difficult to nap to make a segue into this next one. Because you remember there was this article 66 under the IT Act which basically gave the police to arrest people for comments on social networks and other internet sites. And there was this case where two girls from from Mumbai got arrested for liking a picture or a comment posted that had something to do on Bal Thakri's death. Those women got arrested. So that particular section, Section 66A of the Information Technology Act, has been scrapped and has been called as unconstitutional.
0: Sometimes our judiciary springs up such pleasant surprises, which is so nice because (laughs) what we had was similar to the cartoons being posted in various countries for religious reasons. People were being put behind bars in India. Whether it's Bal Thakri or Sonia Gandhi on the eve of the elections. Kapil Sibal, two years back, did something, right? When he called up higher associates from Facebook, Google, etc. to start banning Facebook group. That's not going to happen anymore.
1: And that is how the government had basically defended it, saying that it was meant to deter people from uploading offensive material. And however, this was challenged by a law student after the arrest of the two young women and she won. And a two-judge Supreme Court bench has said that articles should be scrapped and taken out of the ID Act. However, at the same time, India's Defense Ministry or India's government and the Defense Ministry has sounded an alert on hacking and cyber securities to all its organizations saying that, hey, we have information saying that defense personnel, especially those serving in lower formations, and privately sensitive information relating to the organization's matter pertaining to the armed forces will be targets of foreign intelligence espionage efforts and agents, says an M.O.D. directive, Ministry of Defense directive.
0: When you start reading online, how easy it is to hack a website, whether it's government or otherwise. There was a 14 year old guy who derailed four tramps in 2008 by tinkering with a few with some code. Here and there, there are remote assassination attempts on people wearing pacemakers because everything today is connected to the internet.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure about this Internet of Things trend that is happening, man. I mean, it might just mean that there is it's just easier to bring things down. However, it is going
0: to happen. Yep. In 2007, this talking about national security, there was this worm, computer worm called uh, Stuxnet. Stuxnet. Stuxnet, right? Yeah. It, yes. <laughs> so that it got that into through it. that. Yeah, it got into that Iranian Iran's Iran's uh Iran's uranium enrichment facility and it threw that in confusion it turned on valves meddled around with those centrifuges which wasted a lot of uranium by the time they could figure what was happening it had slowed down the enrichment program of that country uranium's enrichment program so you know, computers can wreak havoc if you know how to do that
1: so the next uh, world war they say is not going to be bloody it's not going to be uh, human to human combat is what they say and for all that we know it might already be on We just don't know about it. There's this book called Science of Military in which apparently China for the first time has admitted that the People's Liberation Army has a specialized cyber warfare unit. And from an India's point of view, China and Pakistan both have been have improving or have been investing in this capability. However, it is said that there was a plan that India had proposed to set up a tri-service cyber command, which is, you know, Army, Navy, uh, Air Force, Cyber Command which hasn't really taken off.
0: In the budget, I think we talked about how many billions of dollars have they put in buying fighter planes and defense material. Yeah. But here you need talent, not money. You just need the best guys who can do stuff, who can understand The whole dynamics, for example, in Estonia, they have figured out a way to take a backup of the entire country. (laughs) It's a small country, 1.2 million people, but it's a country where 10-year-olds know how to code computer games, fastest web connections, 99% people file their returns online. Skype was invented there and the entire government runs online. So all the services are put up online there. The official place where all the laws of the country is stored are stored is online they they don't have a paper trail so they fear russia might attack estonia not just on the ground but also through the cyber network so they have just backed up the entire country so in the event that uh, something goes wrong the regular normal course of things like public welfare e-commerce online payments etc will continue Uh, so it's just like taking backup of a laptop is what it's more complicated than that, but <laughs> it, it's, it, it is, they have backed up the, the, the entire <laughs> right. countries. And Microsoft is helping them do that. Yeah.
1: Amazing things happening all over. Yeah, so so those were the topics that we had. And um, I hope, oh, Shashi Kapoor winning Dada side Falke Award.
0: Yes, the highest honor in the, in, in, in arts. So it's, Indian cinema, Indian art. Yes, Indian arts. Yeah. Have you seen any of his movies which you remember?
1: Oh, Divaar is there, right? That comes yeah. to my mind directly. He has been part of so many legendary dialogues. Mere pas maa hai.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 116 films, 61 of which he was a solo hero. Oh, wow. 55 of them multi stars He's acted with Piers Brosnan too, but the most important thing is he is the reason why Prithvi Theatre is still alive. Once when I saw a play there, he was there as part of the audience and everybody did a namaskar to him while heading out and he has kept that theatre alive, he has and his daughter.
1: Yeah, and it's on an expensive piece of land and that's why it's it's really commendable. Well, so those were the topics that we had and also after the semi-threats that we gave out last time on sending us pictures, we have (laughs) received pictures, let's talk about the pictures in the order that we got them. So Ashok has sent us a picture from him traveling in Zurich, Zurich City at 8 a.m.
0: Slow moving traffic.
1: Always. Traffic. Sees traffic. Yeah. Always sees traffic around him. So.
0: That's, that's when he was listening to IndyCar. So, the ones who are wondering what are we talking about is we ask all of you to click a picture while you're listening to us anywhere you are in the world. And that's what Ashok has done. He was listening to this while driving.
1: Yes, and uh, he sends us a message saying, "Glad to see that you guys are back." Yes, we are back, and yeah, we are churning out episodes, so I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to jinx that. Then, <laughs> then we have received another image from Aminash here on his way to work, I believe, and he back from work, yes, sorry, and he's driving on I80, that is Interstate 80 in the United States. Says, "Keep up the good work, guys." Thanks, Avinash, for sending this thing in and no traffic this time.
0: Free road in Pennsylvania. <laughs> then, which is the next one that we got? From, from Pratyush, He is outside a London tube station. Yeah, and he
1: sent us a picture from his travels, his commute in London.
0: Yes, so right now, as you are listening to us, if you can take a moment and just click a picture of anything that is around you and write to us at Indicast at theindicast.com. We will put them up on our website. And talk about it here too. So we would love to know where you are, what you guys are up to when you listen to us. So it's a little thing. Just open that phone of yours. Click send to Indicast at com. And, and we also asked you to send us soundscapes of any interesting sound that you bump into while you are traveling to work or out there on a vacation. And we have one of them, one of our listeners, Sumed, He watched the India-Zimbabwe match uh, of the World Cup, the quarterfinals, and he recorded just the atmosphere around at the ground. So here is his soundscape. a lot for that, sumed uh, we, well we did well against Bangladesh, but not so much against Australia. So anyone out there who's going to be watching the World Cup Finals, or anything else for that matter, just send us the sound clip, 10 seconds, and tell us where you were when you were listening to that, and send it to Indicast at com. We also have a Facebook page, and we are happy that a few more people are joining it in the last few weeks. So please find us, Indicast Podcasts at facebook and suggest topics that you think we should be covering and we will be posting our regular episode links there too absolutely that's about it from so us bye bye